You're listening to Agency Highway. This is a podcast for agencies that want to grow their business and work less. Agency Highway is sponsored by Content Snare, a platform that helps digital agencies gather content from clients without digging through a storm of emails, huge attachments, and messy Google Docs. Sign up at contentsnare.com and use the chat widget to say you heard about Content Snare on Agency Highway, and you'll get a 30-day trial instead of the typical 14. Now, here's this week's episode. Hello and welcome back to Agency Highway. This is episode 143 and today we're talking about LinkedIn and personal branding with none other than Nicole Osborne from Wunderstars. Did I uh, pronounce that right, Nicole? Oh, you did perfectly, James. Uh, thanks so much for having me today. I really appreciate you going in for UK time. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. I guess uh, this is just the, the thing we have to do when one of us is from Australia and one of us is from the UK. It's going to be an awkward time for one of us. Um, and just for all the people listening, it's, it's nearly 7 p.m. my time, which is absolutely past peak brain time. So hopefully I, you know, I actually work today and my voice is also going because from a big drinking event on Friday, it's now Wednesday night and somehow my voice hasn't recovered because I'm old. Anyway, <laughs> Nicole, I'm really excited uh, to talk to you today. I mean, I've seen you everywhere through all the like web design groups. You're a marketing coach for marketing agencies, or web designers. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about, I guess, how you got into this and what you do now. Yeah, so I got into it. So I'm a classically trained marketeer. I, I studied uh, business and marketing. I kind of knew I needed to get a job I could make some money from. <laughs> I didn't have rich parents. So marketing seemed like the best thing to do. Mm. So I worked with some pretty cool companies like the Financial Times and the Institute of Directors. Actually, I worked with the Australian Institute of Directors as well many nice. months ago. And I always loved exploring new markets, coming up with new brands, uh, creating new uh, brands. So mm. when I then became a mum, about, sorry, I should know this, right? About seven years ago, <laughs> <laughs> I went back into my board director marketing level position and I thought, this can't be it. I don't want to come home and be stressed all the time. So I thought, okay, what am I really good at? What do I love doing? And I always loved making people feel great. Uh, my CEOs look great because I knew then I would do well. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to set up on my own. I'm going to create a business which offers me the flexibility. I need wanting to be a mum and all of that. So I did. Now, clearly, when I started, I had no niche whatsoever, <laughs> but then <laughs> it doesn't work really well, right? When you want to get known for something, you want to no. become the go-to expert. <laughs> so I dug a bit deeper and I reflected on how much I love working with digital agencies. So I commissioned projects throughout my marketing career, small projects, big projects, and it's always been brilliant working with external experts. So I thought, right, I'm going to help digital agency owners, particularly our web designers, to really step up their visibilities so that they can grow their agency. Because I know how much when the decisions is being made, which agency you hire, you really consider what's that person going to be like to work with? What's that agency like? You know, when shit hits the fan, apologies, I couldn't think of a more elegant way. No, what are they going that, to be like? You know, how are they going to Swearing is totally okay on this podcast. Excellent. How are they going to help us? Um, so that was really a, a natural fit for me. And I've been doing this now. So my business is now my fifth year, specialized in agencies, probably about two years. And yeah, I'm having, I'm having a really great time. And it, yeah, it's lovely, you know, going to all the virtual conferences, meeting people like you and your communities. I think there's something really special about having just that global access in the, in the way we're working. So yeah, so yeah. I'm marketing coach now for agencies and love doing what I'm doing. Very good. Uh, yeah, and like you said, I mean, niche, niching comes up all the time on this podcast, mm. and it's it's great that you've uh, niched into essentially the same niche as us with Content Snare, which is, I mean, we built Content Snare for web designers. Interestingly, as anyone who listens to this probably has 
started realizing is we've actually started on our second niche now, which I feel like is Ooh. okay because I, I felt like we I, like I'd run out of my ability in uh, web design. Obviously, there's plenty of web designers around, but it felt like the marketing we were doing wasn't really helping as much as we would like. So we feel like it's not not that we've saturated that market, but our to our ability, it was saturated. So we've actually start now. We're starting down a new niche, um, and you know, obviously, still incorporating that first one. And mm-hmm. it's quite the journey starting again. I feel like it's quite exciting the, the process of learning a niche and learning the influences and and all that sort of stuff. Um, but that's not the topic uh, for today. I want to talk about, well, I think LinkedIn. We sort of talking about this mm-hmm. offline before, and we haven't really spoken about using LinkedIn on this podcast for quite a while. I've been digging back into it a lot more lately because of mm-hmm. accountants. So it's of interest to me. So selfishly, I want you to teach me how to be good on LinkedIn, but also, <laughs> but also personal branding, right? Because that's the other thing you talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. So like, this, you- sorry, go. Well, do you know, with um, LinkedIn, it doesn't sound like you're majorly enthusiastic about it, but I think that's really actually reflective of, of many agency owners I come across because so many people see it's still at that old-fashioned beast that maybe it was sort of five to ten years ago mm-hmm. where you had to be so proper all the time and you couldn't show your personality at all and people only used it to search for jobs, right? But what an opportunity for you now with Content Snare to, to really become known for working with accountants and how you help them and your expertise. So, yeah, James, mm. let's do this. <laughs> ah, brilliant. Yeah, and you're totally right that so many people treat it like so professionally and I don't know, maybe... I. I think you're going to be on my side for this one, but I really just, I don't treat LinkedIn any differently than Facebook and Twitter other than like, you know, I can only post short things on Twitter, but the way I communicate is still very much the same. Like I don't have the energy to be like super professional over here and fun over here. I'm just the same everywhere. I don't know. I feel like that's okay, but <laughs> what do you think? Oh. Do you know, James, I think it's more than okay, because if you think about it and it sounds like such a cliche, but if you find a way to be yourself, regardless of which platform you're using, which channel you're using, you're going to be so much more impactful, right? Because people who know you will know this is the real James. This is the James we get when we do a discovery call um, and he follows up with, our, with, a, with a proposal. So I think that's brilliant that you already have taken that step and that's a huge step of just seeing it as just like any other platform. Now, clearly, as with any social media platform, it's a bit annoying, but they're constantly update and they're constantly trying to make it better. So things change all the time. And there's certain things which work well on Twitter, on Facebook, and other things which work even better on, on LinkedIn. So it's always worth being on the lookout. What are the latest features? Are you using them? But but let's just let's just start them. So what's been one of the first things you did with your LinkedIn profile? So you said you're just starting out in this in this relatively new sector, so accountancy. So have you reflected that on your own LinkedIn profile? Because your LinkedIn profile, it's like your digital shop window, right? So it's a bit like your website, your sales page, your best content channel, all in one. Oh my God, I'm selling it now. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, I get it. I, so what have you done so far to make it more relevant to accountants? Yeah, so it's a hard one because mm-hmm. we don't have the one niche. And when you don't, it's really, it muddies the message, right? So you know, yeah, that was one of the first things I did is went in and changed my headline. Amazing, and yep. I guess the summary is the other thing. 
that um it was like the about i don't know what they call it but you know i kind mm-hmm. of tagline, yeah yeah oh no, no sorry the tagline but then after that like the longer section um mm-hmm. that comes after your about your section yeah mm-hmm. yeah um you know and i write i've always tried to write that as almost like a sales page you mm-hmm. know Brilliant. rather than like i'm james and this is what i do it's more like this is you know it's more it's like a sales page like if you work in a marketing agency accounting firm or pretty much any service business you're probably blah 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 and it's like his pain point his solution um here's how we help you know so it's the newest one is actually quite short i've written a written a really really short mm-hmm. one because i feel like i don't want to waste people's time but that's what i've done well oh, maybe you just struggle writing it <laughs> well no i actually cut it back you know what is what's that quote where it's like I wrote a I wrote a long wrote you a long letter because I didn't have time to write you a short letter because <laughs> yeah. it's actually hard to be like quite concise and and when you're writing you're copywriting you actually want to remove anything that doesn't need to be there mm-hmm. right to get the message across absolutely so do you know I would recommend that this is like your marketing space so I would definitely recommend it's probably worth writing a bit more because okay. you want to pack it with some of the keywords you want to be found for. It's a little bit like mm-hmm. on Google, right? That you use keywords for Google to say, ha ha, this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So you want to be doing the same on, on, on LinkedIn. The, the other thing is because you want to stand out. So how can you stand out? Now, obviously you presenting the pain points of your audience, right? It's the best way to, to connect with them, right? Because you've got to show, look guys, I, I know what you're feeling. I, I can help you with that. And this is how I help you. Mm-hmm. But is there something about you as um, the agency founder you could use to, to really stand out as well? Perhaps some of your things you love doing, some of your personality. And I'm so sorry, James, we've not had a chance uh. yet to like hang out somewhere over a drink because always I've probably said, hey, you could do such a thing. But let's say, what do you love doing in your in your spare time? Oh, this is like an interview for me now, right? Um, <laughs> geez, flying drones. I've got one right behind me. Uh, talking to All my right. dog and drinking beer. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> great selection. Great selection. <laughs> so, so if you think about it, um, you know, agency, marketing agency owners, accountants, they sometimes probably get a bit bored in their job, right? But we all mm. do. I mean, we love what we do and we're passionate about it. But then there are moments when you do some of the mundane things. You do some of the mundane things. So who would you connect with more? Someone who has a bit of personality, really shows what they're about or someone who's just, yeah, this is exactly how we can help you. So first of all, I would definitely encourage you to maybe pick one or two of these things and, and mention them. And, you know, for one of my uh, Wunderstars, completely LinkedIn hater. <laughs> Sorry, I say that with a smile. <laughs> We've actually focused on the fact that, you know, he's been doing his agency like for over 15 years and he owns like 15 rock guitars. Now, something really safe to mention, but, but it stands out and he can use that as a talking point. Because what I didn't add earlier to my list, James, is that really it's it's a it's a door opener, right? It's like a talking point. So if you met someone at a party, mm. give them something they can easily chat to you about. Right. So we're going to be you. We're going to pick one of these three yeah, hobbies, well, right? I just want to um, sort of hone in on that a little bit because, you know, mm-hmm. I knew at some point we were going to be talking about personal branding during this. And, you know, I, this doesn't necessarily have to be on LinkedIn, um, mm-hmm. but I really like what you're talking about there with you know, becoming known for a thing. Cause I, mm-hmm. I can immediately think of several people that have that thing going for them. You know, there's a guy, um, Matthew Kimberly, who's a, an amazing coach that mm-hmm. um, his thing is whiskey, you know, and mm-hmm. like even his programs are named around it. It's like the single malt mastermind and all this kind of yeah. stuff. And, you know, like I immediately thought of him when you were talking about like, mm-hmm. something people are known for. There's, there's a guy that runs an agency locally that is just hell into those pop culture figurines, you know, like the cartoon characters mm-hmm. with the giant heads that people just leave in the box and never take out. It's very odd to me, but I like it. Do you know, what about Cory Dots? 
Cory Dot, you know, from El Creative. He's yeah. got such a great personal brand, right? How he came up with El Creative and how he uses his emojis, that sense of fun. Mm. People remember him for that. And that's exactly what you're talking about. And yeah. personal branding, you know, people don't like talking about it, but it's such a cool tool to become more memorable because you give yourself permission to let people in a bit more. Because frankly, when there's so many choices of service providers, you've got to get people a reason to 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 remember you, right? You want to stand out from your competition. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk a bit about that. Like if someone is, mm-hmm. you know, an agency owner and they don't have much of a personal presence, mm-hmm. where do they start? Like, do they pick yeah. a hobby and just talk about it a lot? <laughs> you know, I think. Get so a hobby. Maybe. Get a hobby is probably number <laughs> one. <laughs> so, it, it, it's involved, it involves that. It goes a little bit deeper. It's, it's For me, the starting point is really to reflect what makes you you. And one of the things would be, why have you, have you founded your business? What has driven you to that? What do you care about? What, what do you stand for? So I take my personal branding reluctant clients. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I work in all the fun areas. I take them through this um, process, and I've got a really cool uh, vlog on that there. Perhaps we can link that in the show notes. It's for basically sure. just f- five steps of, of, of starting to think about what you stand for. What, what are your core values? How do Ooh. you want to be perceived? Yes, let's and do this. I like it. And, you know, it's kind of um, the funny thing to start with because it kind of breaks the ice a bit because I'm very aware that, people are not always at ease about thinking about themselves. So I get you to imagine how you don't want to be perceived. I get you to imagine that maybe a celebrity on TV you absolutely hate. So <laughs> when I was working with David Foy on this, he had so much fun because he was basically, we come up with his name, Douchey Dave. And Douchey Dave was full of himself, you know, always like, ah, oh, I've got the best cars. I'm the best at everything and just had everything just the best. And actually that's so not Dave. So it really helped him to start sharing his stories. And when you look at his website, wow, you know, he, he goes like 120% and it makes him so memorable. So yeah, start off by thinking, what do you stand for? What are some of the values which spring to mind? And James, you know what I always uh, find so amusing is, and it's the same with me, you come up with really boring ones at first. Oh, yeah, I have high levels of integrity and I'm so professional. <laughs> yeah, and that really is going to help us make you stand out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we dig deeper, you know, we, I get you to contact uh, maybe some former colleagues, some of your former clients, just to get some snippets of feedback. And then we collate all the things you've come up with and we compare it to what your clients have said, your friends have said, because frankly, they will know you really well. And then we come up with something which you're comfortable to share with the world and is so you that actually you'd be totally at ease doing this. Um, I give you, you know, story sharing is actually quite big. I'll give you an example of an agency owner who, this is actually his second or his, his third agency. And at the time he was working with startup companies and we figured out, you know what, wouldn't it be great if you decided to, to to share that because actually startup companies, they're afraid of failure, right? How many startups fail? And since he started sharing that, it, it made him more appealing to their audience. So you kind of have to give yourself permission to say, okay, so this is all of me. So let's say, so James, you will see this. I love talking about chocolate cake. So the entire chocolate cake of everything I'm about, everything I have to offer, which slices of that chocolate cake am I happy to share with the world? Right. <laughs> and, and once you do that, you know, you kind of drawn the line as in, this is all of me and this is what I'm happy to, 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 to share. It gives yourself permission to be outbound, to, to really show up. And how do you draw that line? You know, I, I am not encouraging you, James, to air your dirty washing in public. <laughs> <laughs> might, might not be appropriate with accountants. So, so maybe it's about 
you know, talking to your wife, uh, talking to your friends and saying, look, this is what's happened. I would love to use that story in my marketing. You're happy for that. I know certainly that's what I did with my husband. And, you know, Josie will have noticed I talk a fair bit about being from former Eastern Germany. I do that because it's a really safe topic. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people were brought up in former Eastern Germany and faced all the challenges. So mm. it's not actually giving that much away while still allowing people to connect with me. So, yeah, so that's a whistle stop tour. Yeah. But you can see it's, it's, it's a mixture of yourself. So what are you about? How do you not want to be perceived? How do you want to show up for your audience? What do your clients say? What do your friends say? And then coming up with three to five values, which I really stand out and which will encourage you to 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 come across like this in your content. Um, and when you do that really well, you know, you put out a video and people will meet you at an event and say, hey, James, you so like you. I, I feel I know you. And frankly, this is what we're doing, James, right? We're building that no like, and trust factor so mm. that when people are considering to, 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 to hire some content snare, they come, they come to you because obviously you are the one who can help them. <laughs> yes, I uh, oh, there's, there's a quite a few things to unpack there. First, I really like the idea of, like early on in the process, trying to work out what you don't want to be known for, like the exact opposite, because, yeah. you know, it's kind of hard to sit there and go like, oh, I want to be known as, you know, yeah. someone who, I don't know, like you said, has integrity. It's like, well, I don't want to be a bullshit artist, you know, like it's, you can start with like douchebag Dave, like the God, I like that, um, you know, and be the like exactly what you don't want, which can help you probably shape what you do want to be known for really like that and the other thing that i liked was um which was a really sort of aha moment for me while you were talking was uh, using it in stories right because like it's all well and good for me to be like oh okay so th these are things i'm known for but like what does that even look like you know do i just write that on my linkedin and forget about it like i'm done that's that's my personal brand done <laughs> but no it's like it's, it's stories and it was an aha moment for me because you know, I see uh, like Matt Kimberly, he's always talking. Mm -hmm. he, everything he does is a, a story. And like every when he's doing an affiliate email that he's trying to, mm -hmm. you know, he might be selling his friend's course. It's like it's some kind of story about him or his life or something as cool has happened. And then he weaves in the uh, the offer. And so now I, it's sort of that was a bit of an aha moment for me. And now I can see how the, the brand would come together. So but, but like how then do you make this like a habit? Like, you know, does every time you write something, are you like filtering it through your brand? Okay. So if you've chosen the right brand values, that should be relatively easy. And you can always check back with your, with your anti version. So, so for me, if I may introduce you to Auntie Nicole, <laughs> she wears suits all the time. Um, she, <laughs> know, she knows best. Okay. And she would never joke about the fact that she comes from Germany. Actually, that would be completely immaterial. <laughs> and she'd be so serious. Like she'd just totally take herself way too seriously. So that's my anti version. So when I come up with new content, Every now and then I'll I'll check that back. I'll have that tick list. I, I, okay, do you know, do I take the piss out of being German? Yes. Do, am I showing my own weaknesses? Am I not pretending that I know everything? Um, am I being funny? And I'm not saying outrageously funny, but funny in a sort of approachable way because, mm. you know, when I work with clients, often we work on confidence things. We, we, we help them break down things they, they're not so comfortable doing. And humor really helps you with that because when you just ditch some of your self-limiting beliefs because you're having such a good time. So for me, that's really important. So have a checklist, have a checklist. I, I know you probably have a list, James. So write up a list of how you don't want to come across and then just 
you know, take it against it. And I'm not saying overnight you're going to be constantly sharing your stories and you're going to be constantly showing off your personal brand. But if you weave it in, you're becoming more and more so comfortable with it. Uh, mm. It's a bit like when you're learning how to, to, to run for a marathon, you know, you take it small steps and when you build up over time, so, and you become better and better and become second nature. And do you know, I think what would also happen and, this is really what happened to that guy earlier who I said about the second, you know, talking about that his business had failed. He used some additional hacks and then he got a deal on, on LinkedIn, which was like 15 times his, his, the normal project value. And, and it's now become one of his niches, really successful niches. And it's kind of, you get really positive feedback. And as you get positive feedback, you're more likely to do more of it, right? Because, yeah. you know, you, you you look at people who've gotten in touch, people who've noted it, uh, people who commented on it, and you're like, right, this is obviously working. Mm-hmm. Do you know, I, I had this aha moment really early on, and, and this is why I'm so passionate about sharing a little bit about who you are. <laughs> I can't beg to save my life. Um, I remember my mom came over. My, my son was like two years old. I was constantly tired. It was her birthday and somehow we managed to make her cupcakes, which were half burned. <laughs> they were really bad, honestly. So I took a picture of that and you could see I was tired. You know, my mum was there looking really happy over the burned cupcakes. And I talked about it on LinkedIn. And that was one of my best posts in that year because people connected to the fact that I was a working parent and that really I was just trying to do my best to fit it all in. And frankly, that suits me because many of the agency owners I work with are also working parents. So, mm. you know, I love to help people where they want to have that good balance in life. They're creating an HCS for the money, but also to be able to spend maybe time with their family. So for me, that really works. And that's really a huge aha moment. And, and, and since then, I've been all in <laughs> when I can, because people connect with real things. We don't want to see perfect. We connect with people who are on a journey like, like mm. you and I are, we all are. Yeah. So tell me a bit about that post then. So like, did you literally just tell the story? It's like, oh, yeah, I burnt some things because I was busy. I assume not. Like, how do you yeah. weave this into a story that's worth sharing? Because that's I'm asking because this is where I think I suck. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was like, oh, there's got to be a lesson in this story. And then I just can't work out how to write it. So I just give up. <laughs> so, um, so in that particular case, so, you know, LinkedIn always works well to have an attention-grabbing opener, perhaps like the first sort of two to three lines where, you know, someone scrolled through it on their news feed, on, on feed on LinkedIn, on the phone. It makes them want to click more. And I think I started something along the lines of, you know, have you ever felt like this where you knew you just can't do it all? So like, what can't you do? What, what is it what you can't do? Also, people click on that. And, and then I just gave, gave a, few, a few things. Well, you know, cupcakes are burned and I'm really tired posting this. But actually, my mum was here. She was really happy. And in that little moment, I felt I'd achieved something. And I think the moral of the story was that sometimes in business, you can't have it all and you have to really prioritise. And it's okay sometimes to not be okay. And then I just had this massive picture. And I think it was the attention-grabbing picture because you don't really expect at that time on LinkedIn to see like, candles and, and all of that yeah. so so with, with the story it's kind of what is the essence of the story so I felt I had failed and I hadn't really failed but I felt like it's a you know burned cupcakes so so think about the story and how does it relate to your audience now when I work with busy agency owners they often feel like they failed you know they're so busy on client projects they, they don't take enough time working on their business maybe they even end up working a weekend on their business when their family wants to hang out with them so that's something which really connects with them and there isn't a perfect solution right obviously one solution is to, to you know to be really aware how much time you spend on your client projects and to carve out some time for working on your business and to charge better rates so that you then have more time mm-hmm. to outsource so it's all connected so 
it's usually with you know what's what's the story how's the offer related to it and that's what's the learning I think that's a really nice nice model actually story offer learning and I think that's the form which you could you could follow yeah so are you then carving out time you know mm-hmm. each day to come up with a post for LinkedIn or do you do this as it comes to you like what what's your production schedule look like and obviously this doesn't have to be for LinkedIn this can be for email mm-hmm. uh blog posts other social media oh my god and I'm talking to a master here so I'm getting nervous about this <laughs> <laughs> no no so so I think it's really important in your own marketing you know what your main platform is right and for, for me that's that's YouTube my, my big goal is to grow my audience on YouTube and I would love it if your audience can join me on YouTube for agency growth tips I share all the time we will be episode. linking this up so, Thank so you. a few things we're going to link up that blog post um, and YouTube and obviously your LinkedIn because people should go to your LinkedIn and, and check out your profile because I, I don't know we'll probably have to come back to, to profile because we kind of I deviated you from away from that topic but yeah that's okay we'll we back. can yeah. We can really uh, focus in on that a little bit later or, or another time. Mm. So for me, it's, it's YouTube. So with YouTube, <laughs> you have to do your keyword research, right? So I, I link up the kind of questions I get from my clients to what people are searching for. Then I decide on the topic. And that's really what, what drives my topics. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm YouTube first. So then I think, okay, so how can I then um, use this across my other platforms? So I'll, I'll usually um, turn my vlogs into into blogs, into into emails, um, and then once I have the emails, it's quite easy actually from that to take the posts, perhaps for LinkedIn or, or for Instagram. Now, now with LinkedIn, I, I usually spend a bit more time on it because it's it's challenging to get engagement on it. Right, like one thing which really works at the moment is is, is posting polls on LinkedIn. Oh Sorry, never God, yeah, I've seen the poll people like they've worked it out and they're just constantly posting polls now constantly constantly right because it really dries up engagement Mm. so uh, you know as a digital marketer you look at the results and you do more of it Mm. so for me it's about know which platform is your your big platform and then make everything else support that so so yes uh, when i'm really organized obviously not after just being to germany for three weeks uh, but when i'm really (laughs) organized i i plan ahead um i have my two vlog topics for the month I then check that into emails because, you know, I want to grow my email list and, and really add value to that. It's usually one or two emails a week mm. for me. And then the other posts just come out of the emails because I always find once you write an email, a hook about why people should watch a vlog or read a blog, it's quite easy to do turn it into a social media post. Mm. James, I can't pretend that I'm always that organized. Um, it depends what kind of personality you have. Some people love having like a content planner, having it all structured ahead, three months, six months, nine months, 12 months. I think it absolutely makes sense to know what's coming up in your agency, what are the themes you want to promote. Uh, so you have that as a skeleton and, and then really have content which, which which supports that and have a good mixture between value-adding content and and stories just really to show who you are and how people can work with you. Yeah, no, this makes sense. And I, because, I mean, for me, I mm-hmm. if I don't have a system, I probably won't get done. You know, like I haven't done mm-hmm. my YouTube, any YouTube videos in a while because I intentionally took a break from it. But, you know, I had a chunk of time each week to, to do that yeah. video and that's when it got done because otherwise I wouldn't do it. So for me, like, I need systems, right? Like you were talking about your checklist mm-hmm. before with like to run, you know, I've got a checklist when I finish a YouTube video to make sure I've done yeah. X, Y, Z and done all the things. I never thought about running all my posts through like a tone of voice checklist uh, mm-hmm. before, you know, is does it match my brand? Because sometimes I'm like just bashing out some posts because I have to and it's like not me at all and it's rubbish, you know, like it, it's like boring and, and dry. And, you know, so I feel like if I had this, Instead, mm-hmm. you know, planned out. I had this time. I use this hour each day or whatever it is to to create content. 
then that would be better. So no, I, I can see systems being really important. And you can make that a system, right? So mm -hmm. you can have like maybe once a week, have half a day if you can, or maybe a little bit less, have your content planning day. And then just every week have like a 20-minute slot where you go on the platform, you post something, you interact and be really systematic about it. And I think you're so spot on. This won't happen unless you have time for it in your diary, right? I, could, yeah. I couldn't agree more. It's one of the first things I work on with my clients. What does your week look like? What do you want your ideal week to look mm -hmm. like? What, what do you want your income to be? All right, now let's just see what we need to structure in terms of your week, what systems and processes you have to put in place. Absolutely. You don't get yeah. anything done without them. It's the same in, in my business. So for me, it's usually um, content Monday. <laughs> yeah. And look, so, but on the flip side of this is that if I have time to like do something, I have to sit down and then I'm like, oh, I have no inspiration. Like, what the hell am I mm -hmm. going to write about? I've got no stories. So the way I've been dealing with this is keeping a, like, story or content idea Brilliant. register. Yeah. So as I go through the week, it's like, oh, that was a cool story. Or like, here's a Absolutely. Or like, I read this thing that really ticked me off. Like, why, you know, like the poll thing, you know, it's like screw off with your LinkedIn polls. Like, in fact, I saw that today. I'm not, I'm not going to write about that, but I saw a guy did, did a poll that was like, Love are there that. too many polls on LinkedIn? Like, yes, yes. yeah, piss off you dickhead, yeah. whatever it was. Uh, like, it was quite funny. Um, you know, so I just jot down my ideas and it's in like a, it's in Notion I use. Um, I'm actually mm -hmm. kind of I Obsidian, yeah. but so then at least when I, have, when it's time to do a newsletter, a weekly newsletter or something, I can look at that list and just work out what I feel like writing about that day because I've got all these stories. And um, and another thing, sorry, I'm just uh, I'm taking over here a little bit, but it just you've got me thinking and whatever. But a cool exercise I read from oh, I'm not going to know the name of this book. It's like it's a comedian that wrote a book mm -hmm. on public speaking, and I can't remember what it's called, but it was amazing. And I'll link it up in the show notes at agencyhighway.com slash, what are we up to? I forget now, 143. <laughs> um, but there was this exercise I did. I basically went through all my old LinkedIn photos. I mean, sorry, Facebook photos from like the day I signed up. So in like 2008 or whatever it was. And like all the albums and any photos that jogged a story, like a funny story in mm -hmm. my life, I wrote that down. And I that's actually that. become good ammo when I'm planning a talk, you know, like I remember mm -hmm. I was talking about Zapier once and it was just like, I don't know, related to this story about how we like squashed all the mint in our yard once because we had no mower and everyone was coming around for a party. So we like literally sat on this like tabletop and squashed all the mint. And it was like, and somehow it related to whatever the thing is I was talking about. Like it keeps things entertaining and it's like story driven. So all of this is a long way of saying like, keeping a register of stories Completely. that you can weave into your content. I tell you what, and if I may add to your register idea, which I absolutely love for, for me, my equivalent, I, I do this on a Trello board. I, I'm quite old fashioned. Mm. I really like Trello, mm. but um, it's um, so I've come across this problem more, more often that people are just, what, what do I post? So I've actually come up with 30 social media post prompts for specifically okay. for digital agencies. And I've split it out into things to talk about your agency, things about to talk about you as your, as, as for agency founder, things to highlight for, for client projects or salesy kind of posts. And it's 30 prompts, which are really, really helpful because they're going to help you to get more engaging, but also salesy posts without being too salesy and also value adding things. And on those days when, you know, James, your register doesn't have anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no photo yeah. and spice it. And I love that idea. I think I'm going to do the same actually. Nor these, then you can return to these prompts and um, just just to get you going. And do you know, often I find the best time for me to come up with ideas actually is when I don't want to come up with ideas. And I think it's really important you give yourself that space, whether that's 
for me at the moment it's going on scooter rides i've got this manual scooter i absolutely love it you know our 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 pavements in london are so bumpy i have to be so mm-hmm. there and present to not fall off and that's usually when i have good ideas now i don't stop to write them down but i do it afterwards but whatever it might be you know perhaps you go for a walk with your dog or you go to the beach god i'm talking to someone to australia you could go to the beach <laughs> <laughs> Do these moments and and don't be afraid to have really wacky ideas because wacky, you know, you can turn that into something really quite powerful, which really resonates with your audience. And it means you won't be as boring as everyone else because, Mm. you know, you said it there for your talk. You try to be entertaining. And I think that's so key because humor is such an important emotion. You know, I talked about a lot loving David Hasselhoff when I grew up in former Eastern Germany because he was so... he turned into all the things we loved. You know, he was in Baywatch. He had fancy cars when we couldn't travel and we had chabans and we couldn't help really look up to him. And that's a really great principle in, in marketing. Find what your audience want and, 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 and connect yourself to that. And, and he did that in Germany before social media. So I've been on the stage together with David Hasselhoff because mm. it's entertaining. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> You've got to do these wacky things sometimes. Yeah, love it. Okay, so... Let's circle back because we've kind of talked a lot mm-hmm. about what kind of stuff to share and like yeah. you even sort of briefly covered on repurposing there, you know, like starting out as uh, like on YouTube and then because you can then use that one story to create lots of different yeah. pieces of content, right? And, you know, I think that's, that's going to be much better for me to think like that rather than trying to like, you know, coerce content out during set periods and whatever. But um, let's, let's circle back then to... Mm-hmm the profile because I think that's like the missing yep. piece right because if people do start liking what they see on you know the stories you're writing and if you're engaging with other people's posts um, which maybe Perfect. we can talk about quickly they're going to come on they're going to see your profile so what mm-hmm. do we do there how do we make that better so so with a profile have a really engaging uh, photo of yourself and I say that because I still see many people having a photo on there which is not ten- intended to be for social so they're like maybe we're made so have a best picture <laughs> of yourself either take a great selfie or pay someone to, to help you also for visual impact make sure that the uh, banner image behind your profile picture is, is something really stand out whatever you do do something with it <laughs> That's like, we can just get your audience today to, to do that. It'd be brilliant. When you have, you know, you described the tagline, so the thing under your name, which is the thing people notice first. So make it searchable, have some keywords in there, have a conversation opener on there. Uh, I, I particularly talk about that. I like German bread. Um, not because I like German bread all that much, but I want to talk about being German. Mm-hmm. So have something in there, which is a conversation opener. Now, when you notice some um, people actually then, so so staying on the profile, so you talked about the about section. So I definitely say, put some more in there, have your contact details in there, have your best lead market in there. And I would even encourage you, if, if you're really going after the accountants for the next six to 12 months, turn your profile into something which is most relevant to accountants because you can always change it back. Yeah, um, true. It's it's not like we're printing a brochure. You know, I used to be in charge of ads, which went in and hundreds of thousands of FT newspapers. It's not like that any longer. <laughs> you can change things. So you've got a great about section. Even go as far as go into your experience section to to really make it more relevant for the projects you're looking for to get more now. Uh, clearly get some recommendations. As you know, social proof, we always talk about social proof. So I know you have some amazing social proof on your website. Have you got some up-to-date recommendations on, on your LinkedIn profile? Because that will really show people that you you, you know what you're doing and that you're well-respected. So that's your profile in a, in a sort of very sort of whistle-stop tour. The, the other area you can really take advantage of is, is to post some of your blogs, you know, to show up your expertise, to have some featured posts. So let's say if we stick to accountants, now 
I would imagine for accountants, the challenge is often it's, it's not a traditional sector where they do a lot of content, right? So they, they, they struggle with it better to even get started. Um, so what could you do to help to help them with that? What could you what you could, what tools could you offer them? How could you make a business case for them being more active in in in, in, co- in content marketing? So looking at your niche, then the one you want to go for on 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 on. On LinkedIn, what do they talk about on 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 LinkedIn? What can you add to that? So, mm. do you know you said earlier on, which I think is brilliant, is to to look at other influencers in the sector, see what they talk about, um, and see what what you can add to that conversation. Because the minute you post you post you comment on one of their posts, the entire audience will see you. Isn't that mm. amazing? That's what I love about LinkedIn. Yeah. Ah. Um, so I've tried. Been I've been trying to do that a bit more. And and before we move on, though, because I do, I want to talk about exactly this mm-hmm. engaging with other people's stuff. I think people definitely should go check out your LinkedIn profile because I feel like you've done all the things well. Like I'm looking at this and I was like, damn it! I thought I was like reasonably okay, but I just look like a child in compared to yours. So you know, your cover photo. I didn't even realize that my cover photo is like so old and bland. It's not even. I just haven't looked at it in that long. I'm like, damn it! I've got to change that. And then like your blurb your um taglines written really Mm -hmm. well and then i see you've actually like that featured section is the next thing right and so we've got we've got a couple of things in there but i've like i definitely need to update mine and you've got some really good stuff there one of them's got like super high engagement and then your about section is really well written and um it's awesome thank you james (laughs) James. oh wait and you know the thing wait, wait, I wait. hadn't even done yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, go, go on, go no, on. What, no, no. What, what is I it? want to give you more, more praise yet. Like even oh. your, like, I didn't realize you could do this with the experience section. So you've got your company there, but you've actually mm-hmm. got featured links under the, like as part of the company you work for. Yeah. So there's more stuff. And then you've got tons of recommendations as well. So like, you've just done all the stuff. So people should check that out. Sorry. What were you going to say? I was going to say, if you video brave, it's um, one of the next things I want to do with my profile. You can actually also record a small video of yourself and have that as your image and to really Swore say, that. hey, love it. I, abso- I absolutely love that um, feature. So I haven't introduced that yet. I'll, I'll definitely do that. Um, there's so much, so many new features. And, you know, I think as of any social media platforms, figure out what your priorities are. Mm. Choose one or two platforms and really focus on them and then use the features really well. Yeah, I like that. I did see that video thing the other day and I was like, oh, I got to be on that. Like, because no one's really doing it yet. So I should. Um, you could totally do it, right? I mean, you come across so well in video. And even if it's, if it's, let's say, if it's someone quite nervous, it doesn't matter. It kind of makes mm. them a bit endearing, right? We don't want yeah. perfect. Yep. Yeah, exactly right. And I think it could be such a good way to stand out. But yes, um, it's just everyone listening. Uh, it's LinkedIn. Just search for Nicole Osborne on LinkedIn. I'm sure you'll find her. It's Chartered Marketer. I really like that. I don't know. Is that a play on <laughs> Chartered Accountants? <laughs> yeah. Do you know? Um. So you can obviously be a Chartered Accountant, but you can also be a Chartered Marketeer. Oh, you so can. I've been like a Chartered Marketeer like for years and years. And, right. Um, I do have to do continued professional development. Oh, no way. Cool. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So similar to Chartered Accountant, but for marketing. Yeah. So that's why I always say I'm a traditionally um, trained marketeer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love it. Okay, cool. Well, I, I I thought you were actually just kind of like joking around and being like, <laughs> oh, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know there was a thing, so that's that's quite. Cool. I did well, right? No, brilliant. Um, especially like you know, you working with a chartered accountant, you know, for them, mm. like doing all the chartered stuff is really really important, right? Do you know yeah. what I love about accountants? For them, they do that. Um, so I was when I was younger, so I was thinking, oh, when you're an accountant and you get one of these, um next qualification and next chartered status, you get paid more. It doesn't quite happen like this in marketing. No. <laughs> just fair enough. Definitely not. <laughs> but 
you could discuss that. You know, this is something you could discuss. Isn't, mm. isn't that cool that accountants, you know, as they progress, they get additional qualifications, their pay rise goes. It happens. It's quite a cool topic, actually. Yeah. Here we go, James. All right. So, so you, you wish it was the same in marketing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, all right. So the last sort of thing I want to get into, because mm-hmm. because I've got some friends that just seem to absolutely crush it with LinkedIn and they're doing what you've done. They've got a good post, a good profile and they just create lots of good content like that's the the core of what they do but then i see them engaging with content as well like other people's content and this is this is this goes for twitter as well you know a lot of people build their following Mm -hmm. on twitter the same way now is there a trick for finding the right people on linkedin because this is i just find i was speaking to you about this offline before I find the algorithm just rubbish with LinkedIn. It just feeds me stuff that I, I'm trying to engage with the right things mm-hmm. and unfollow things and hide things. So it learns and it just doesn't seem to. Um, and so I'm never seeing stuff that I really want to engage with unless I just scroll and scroll and scroll. You know, Twitter has this feature where you have lists, right? So you can put the Oh, yeah, people- I love a Twitter list. Yeah, yeah totally. Does anything yeah. like that exist on LinkedIn? Like, how- I'm I'm afraid not, and I totally agree. Yeah, if I did an update snack list, I would want that too. Um, what you're doing, though, I think you need to give it some time. If I was you, I would I would pick out maybe five influencers you you really like what we're talking about, and they're relevant for your sector accountants. Mm. And I would um, have your own list mm. <laughs> with their links to their profiles, and just check in with them, check in with them, see what we're talking about, comment on it because. A, it'll give you a really good sense for what the latest topics are, but it will also get you seen by their audience and you will you will get a really quick feel for who can you further follow up with. Because essentially you want to encourage people to, to get to know you so that then when the time is right, you know, if you want to, you can go into and message them and say, hey, you know, I've I, I seen you talked about this. I've got a blog here you, I think you might find interesting. Um, or perhaps you ask them, you know, do you find this challenging in your area? What, what are you working? What, whatever it might be, because... Let's face it, we are, we are doing LinkedIn for two reasons, really, right? Is to raise our profile, to become known in that sector, but to build our businesses and to get valuable leads. So you have to you have to interact with people. Apologies, I touched my microphone there. You have mm. to interact with people and not be afraid of, of following up. But if you've given them value, if they see you as someone who knows their stuff, of course they'll be interested in you, right? Yeah. Um, also, don't be afraid of um, don't be afraid of um, commenting on your competitors' posts. Because in, in, in a way, it give, will give you a feel for what the current issues are, and it will get you seen mm. by their audience. So I will I, I will comment on 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 marketing coaches' posts because well, I'm an, I'm an expert in that area. I've got something valuable to say. So here's a really good golden mm. rule, and I know you love a golden rule in a process. <laughs> Every time you post something, make sure that you will have commented on five posts beforehand because. The power of commenting, of authentic commenting. And I know sometimes at first you're like, well, what do I say? It's a bit like being at a party. If you have someone in front of you, you will look for something. Oh, your car, your car. Wow, you, I'm thinking of upgrading to that car. You look for something in common, right? And it's the same on LinkedIn. Just treat them as a human being. If they, if they talked about um, how they just won a competition, just say, hey, you know, well done. Um, what mm. did you find? difficult about the competition entry just yeah. find something you can generally say so so really sort of make yourself maybe comment sort of one or two lines so that you have something good to say but start slow you know if you so, find that hard just start slow yeah so are you saying so before you post something on your own profile go and like go and comment on other people's stuff like that's your rule is engage with other it's, people's stuff every time you post something just to 
help me. You don't, you know, you know, it's not as strict as on like Instagram where you definitely have to do that. Um, mm. But what I find on, on on LinkedIn, people will notice you for engaging with their posts, and most they're most likely to reciprocate. Right. So. So let's say, uh, you know, I really love things, uh, Imogen Allen Post or Jan Koch yeah. or Pichoneri or, so, or, or, or Lee, even though Lee needs to post a bit more. So I comment mm-hmm. on what they say because I know they, they talk to my audience. Um, so, so pick up a few people and, and just regularly do it and you get into that habit and you will look back and you think, my God, I can't believe I didn't start this sooner. And mm. interestingly, it will also make your newsfeed better because it will teach the algorithm what you're interested in. Yeah, I like so, it. I just have a tip on engaging with people. Like I just had an idea, which is something I'm going to do tomorrow now. So I use an extension called Toby, a Chrome extension, uh-huh. and you can save groups of tabs in there. So you could almost have Brilliant. your own lists of tabs. So it's like today I'm going to go and here's my like accounting influences thing and just go bam and it'll open 10 tabs and you can go through and, you know, see what they've posted recently and try and engage with it. That could be a little shortcut. Yeah, and I think well, I would add to that. I would pick up maybe five to ten companies you would love for them to work as content snail, and and look at the person who would normally make the decision because that's the beauty on LinkedIn. You can use their advanced search function to to really find out. Okay, I want this job title in this this location, this kind of sector. It's amazing, mm-hmm. and you can you can then pick five to ten contacts and and just start engaging with their posts. And hopefully if they're active on on LinkedIn, which they're likely to be nowadays, they will notice you because Mm. everyone wants engagement. So that's another good trick. And and we talked very briefly earlier about hashtags, right? They're still a bit hit and miss. It's a feature which um, (laughs) LinkedIn is still experimenting with, but I think they work better. So search the couple of hashtags which are relevant for your your new sector and and follow them and and start using them in your posts. And then finally... um, and again, it's a bit hit and miss, but LinkedIn is forever redoing groups. So if there's right. groups where you can meet the right kind of accountancy companies, the people you need to talk to, it's worth you joining and see if you can add mm. value. Brilliant. That's a, that's a good tip. I uh, I like that. So one thing, yeah, hashtags, I'm just looking, you've got hashtags everywhere too. So again, just go and look at Nicole's profile and uh, get do all the things she's doing. <laughs> Interesting. Like I am noticing more and more people using hashtags on LinkedIn. Like, like mm-hmm. I was said offline before that I thought it was mostly people in doing spammy posts with them, but like I'm, I really am seeing it in all kinds of stuff now. So interesting. Um, there's one thing we haven't touched on, which I feel like we kind of have to talking about LinkedIn, and it's connecting. Mm-hmm. Is it? Are you just letting people naturally connect with you, or are you actually proactive in connecting with your audience? Really great question. So maybe first we talk about you connecting with people you want to connect to. Mm. Um, so my tip for there always to send a personalized connection mm. request because it's nothing worse. You know, I ignore all requests where people haven't said, "Hey, Nicole, come across you. I've seen you on James. Or I've heard you on James' mm. podcast." I'll say yes. So so make it personalized. It can be quite short. In terms of the connections, I, I changed my profile to creator profile, and and that encourages people to to really follow. Mm-hmm. And it's really just an, an ex- experiment. Um, so I think when you're starting out, you know, you want to get obviously this minimum amount of contacts because they're your first network and then you have access to their second level connections and their 
third level connection. So you, mm. you want to expand out. So I think in the beginning, perhaps don't be quite as choosy because you just want to get numbers in by it. But then you sort of hit maybe sort of a 500, which people can do quite quickly. Be really quite choosy who you connect with because mm-hmm. will, you will see their posts, they will see your posts. So the more you can be tailored to what you're interested in, the, the more beneficial it is to your newsfeed and how you actually enjoy the platform. And we all know yeah. if you enjoy doing something, right, we're more likely to do it again and again and again. So I'm sorry, that wasn't a short answer, but um, no, definitely use personalized connection requests. Um, be targeted in who you then let connect with you. If someone is spamming you straight away, just delete them again. They will never know because, you know, it's, I think this is what why sometimes LinkedIn still has a bad name because mm. people think it's such a spammy platform, but it's become much better actually. Yeah, like I personally delete pretty much anything that looks like a copy and paste one. Well, depending, yeah. it depends what it says, but like I, I'm actually probably more likely to to accept like a no message person these days because so many of the, so many, like it's really normally pretty clear in the message, with, you know, that, that they're going to follow up and whatever. But so, yeah, I, I need to start doing the personal messages again for sure because I've, I've been a bit lazy on that recently. Um but also making them legitimately personalized instead of just because yeah. everyone gets it, you know, you accept a connection and then bam, it's like a, a message straight away. And I, I immediately delete the person. I remove the connection and delete them. Yeah. So you would, wouldn't you? So why would mm. you then apply that for your own business? <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. All righty. Well, this is getting pretty long. So I, there's a lot that I, I've literally got notes. It's not often I have a whole bunch of notes of stuff that I've got to go and do after, after a podcast. Uh, so I hope people listening also have a giant list of things they got to go and do to their LinkedIn to, to beef it up. And, and there's a few things too. We've got to send them to your blog post about, um, yeah, perhaps if I make that a, a, a vlog as well. Okay. And if I could give you a link for the 30, uh, content inspiration, particularly yes. for date, digital agency owners. And yeah, I would just love to have my YouTube link on there because I publish tips every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Next one's coming out talking about how to name your agency, um, nice. growth ideas. So no, thank you, James. I would really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, there'll be the blog post on personal branding. There'll be Nicole's LinkedIn. There'll be the 30, 30 social post inspiration dingies. Um, <laughs> Nicole's YouTube channel. Uh, I'm going to put a link into Toby, the extension that I was talking about. And yeah, awesome. once I find out that comedian public speaking book, which was that really, book. really good yeah. for me, I'll link that up as well. And that's all going to be at agencyhighway.com slash 143. Nicole, where can people go to find out more about you other than LinkedIn? My YouTube channel, which is- um, oh, Okay, we'll just do those two. <laughs> website wonderstars.com come and yeah. see me on wonderstars.com yes that's what i was looking for is uh obviously your website as well so it's a quite a cool website i like it um thank you very, very much. cool branding i mean maybe i'm biased because we have a lot of pink and purple in our branding also yeah so check out wonderstars.com um and go follow nicole everywhere nicole thank you so much for joining this has been really fun and helpful oh james thank you can't wait for you to be more active on linkedin tap mm-hmm. me in you know i love to comment on your posts Love it. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you got as much out of that as I did. If you did, please share it with someone you think will get something out of it or give us a review. That really helps helps us. I know that, you know, what's in it for you? Probably nothing. You get to help me out. I, I always wonder when people are talking about giving reviews at the end of podcasts and like, what's in it for me, dude? But sorry, there isn't. Just if you feel like helping me out, please. <laughs> That's it. Please Thanks. Do. 
<laughs> That's it, guys. Thank you again. I'll see you in the next episode. Discover how to grow your agency, earn more, and work less at agencyhighway.com. Head over there to get resources from this episode and full transcripts. See you next time. This episode was brought to you by Content Snare. If you're a digital agency or just need to get content or info from your clients, Content Snare can help you collect it on time and without enormous email trails. Give it a try at contentsnare.com.